Hey guys, this is Two Day Hangover with Hannah Elson, a podcast that streams every Monday with topics ranging from navigating post-grad, how to live a damp lifestyle, and general advice from a mid-20s gal that's still learning. This podcast is a space to be honest with ourselves, have fun while doing it, and try our best to avoid the two-day hangover. Grab a mocktail and enjoy. Hi, you guys, and welcome to episode five of the Two Day Hangover podcast. As always, I'm super excited for anyone who's tuning in or even if I'm just talking to myself that's okay because honestly this podcast has become very therapeutic for me and I look forward to it every single week and I look forward to hearing your guys thoughts so always tell me the good or the bad but appreciated your feedback from last week we talked a lot about the social sides of drinking so we're not drinking the damp lifestyle and all of that so I wanted to expand upon the social life aspect of moving to a new city I know I have mentioned but I am moving to New York in the spring very sad about it I'm gonna miss my friends so much but it's like so far in the distance that right now I'm just trying to focus on the moment and I also wanted to focus this episode specifically on my post-grad moving journey because I think that's one of the most interesting times in your life to be able to make that jump and it's a time in your life where a lot of people don't make that jump and then I'm also going to expand upon moving in your mid-20s. Not specifically to New York because I haven't done that yet, (laughs) but I have friends that have lived somewhere first and then moved and there's a lot of dynamics that come from it and different personalities and different people and structures and jobs and busyness and all that jazz. So it's an interesting topic. You guys asked some questions but I'll get into it a little bit. Most of you are aware, but I moved to Austin in August of 2020. So I had been looking at moving away somewhere for college, mostly in California. And then I didn't get into USC and was heartbroken about it. And then I was like, nope, I'll go to University of Wisconsin-Madison. Absolutely loved it. But by the end of my senior year, I was very aware that I wanted to kind of test myself and make a jump somewhere. I'm very good at listening to my gut when I have that feeling like it's time for me to kind of spread my little wings and fly like a little birdie. I had already communicated to my friends that I was looking at jobs in other places. They knew that some of them were looking at other places. Most stay in Chicago, as well as my high school friends, most stay in Chicago, but some moved as well. And I started looking at jobs and then one thing led to another and I was looking at a few jobs in Austin. So I was like, I guess we're headed to Texas, but As I like to say, Austin is not Texas. It's a nice little safe haven for the liberal little girls like me. I was really excited. I got my job in October of senior year, so I was able to kind of just get emotionally and physically prepared, but I feel like the emotional preparation um, really started when COVID hit because then my roommate and I pushed back. Wait, I'll backtrack because the reason I found a roommate, I was actually gonna live alone originally, But I had LinkedIn messaged my now one of my best friends in Austin and who was my roommate for the first year. And the LinkedIn message is so weird. Like what in me? Instagram DMs existed then, obviously. Nope, use LinkedIn. I'm just a little girl boss. And slid in not to ask her to be a roommate, but just kind of to say hi. And then just through random circumstances, she needed a roommate a little bit. And I was like, uh, I got a cat when I was depressed a couple months ago. Is that okay? And she was like, I guess so. 
So then my cat, her and I room together. Love you, Julia. But so anyway, back to the story. So we pushed off moving there because of COVID and everything. And we thought we were going back to office soon. Remember those days we didn't know what was left and right and happening in the world whatsoever. Then came the summer and kind of preparing to move. And I was so emotionally ready, but kind of stuck in the hometown. So I just say that because I'm going to give some advice when it comes to leaving your hometown and when you kind of know it's right. And I just had this feeling the entire summer. I actually had a lot of fun. I was with my high school friends that I hadn't been able to have quality time with in a long time. And we just had so much fun running around playing tennis. Well, I didn't play. I watched (laughs) and drank at the time, but It was just a great summer, but I just had that feeling the entire time that I needed to go. So we ended up moving in August um, after just a little bit in the hometown. And it really allowed me to see how much I truly attach myself to people, not places. And I've said this in the friendship podcast, but when you attach yourself to people versus places, it sounds a little bit counterintuitive. Attaching yourself to a place makes you a little bit complacent. You're used to the environment. You might be used to the place in general. You know the directions. You know what's going on. You know what's going to happen each season. Who's there? But when you attach yourself to people, you kind of know as you move around and you don't get complacent. You know who's going to stay. You know who might go. That's a whole nother subject. We talked a lot about it in the friendship episode. But it allows you to spread your wings without that feeling of guilt. And I believe when you're stuck to a place like your hometown because of that complacency, feeling that's not always why people stay in your hometown by the way I have no judgment for people who stay in their hometown whatsoever but for me that's the feeling I get and if I was attached to the place just because I was used to it I would have never left if that makes sense and a lot of people feel that same way with Chicago they're accustomed to the concept of the place being okay we went to the University of Wisconsin okay now I'll go to Chicago now again I'm not saying anything's bad with that I just knew that was not my journey in fact I see and think about all my friends in Chicago and I get jealous and FOMO all the time hence why I visit home a lot so there's always that option too that's why I always talk through that feeling of okay people first and then place Again, kind of off that and talking about whether the people will be there, I truly do believe your hometown friends will be there, your college friends, if you went to college nearby, your hometown will be there, and it's just about keeping yourself accountable and making sure, again, I don't always really excel at checking in with people, so I know that's one of my flaws and something I need to work on. It's something I've been trying to work on as of late now that I have more time for myself. It really allows you to have them there and know they'll always be there not taking advantage again like treating them well and nurturing that relationship but also knowing that you need to go see a new culture um again this whole episode by the way this is if you have the financial means it is not easy especially in this economy to just up and move it's actually very difficult every city is very expensive we can talk about that a little bit later in the episode i'm talking right now a little bit more on the emotional and not logistical aspect anyway flash forward to then my official move i set up the boundary with the friends did a little going away party some of my college friends and high school friends came to just my little patio and i felt like i had closure in a sense of I knew I could come back and have these amazing people and I knew a lot of them were going to visit me but at the same time I was ready to move forward in that sense 
So once I moved to Austin, I had an interesting situation because I moved with a company that's very social, a lot of people the same age, a lot of tech companies are similar as such. So it reminded me a lot of when you join a sorority and obviously you compare your sorority, you compare it to people you've seen in older classes. I could see what type of people were in Austin, but when you move to Austin and it's a very young city and you're working for a young company, it kind of gives you friends to an extent. So in the beginning, I didn't really push myself to make friends outside of the circle and my job and my roommate and her connections she had a few more connections than me i essentially moved knowing no one we didn't meet until we got to austin we did settle on a few people i would say that we don't really know anymore in the beginning and i don't mean in a bad way just they weren't our cup of tea and we weren't theirs (laughs) transparently looking back but at the same time i am blessed to have had some of these really close connections come from work when we weren't even in an office setting we were completely remote covid was still brewing all through the land i guess for me i feel like i had a little bit of rebirth my second year especially through my tiktok community honestly i'm a a lot of people we also had some friends move the second year and later in the year uh, my roommate who now lives with one of our other friends whose roommate was like her roommate in college and she's amazing and we had new connections coming in and it's just all been great. But it's really cute that my roommate and one of my best friends from my original team, like we're all still really close and we've just expanded. Like my roommate knew a girl from Iowa who was rooming with a girl that went to Auburn and just like all these different connections were still really close, but we've been able to add on through people that we've all kind of like vibed with and filtered out as well. Ah, that sounds so mean, but at the same time, they weren't nice to us, so it's okay. Ah. Um, But anyway, so for like actual advice, I think when it comes to moving, obviously you get the logistical side out of the way. So you figure out where you're living, you figure out furniture, which by the way, takes forever to get there. I just buy, I say buy it once you're there and everything like that. You figure out budget, you figure out, make sure you have a job before you move, I would say. And then it comes to the fun stuff, which is also the hard stuff, which is oh my gosh, this is at least the feeling I had. I had, okay, I'm finally at this place in my life where I have amazing friends from college. I've rebuilt connections from high school. And then I'm like, peace guys, love ya, but I'm leaving to a place where I know zero people just cause I felt like I should. Making friends can be a little daunting when you're kind of comparing yourself to your old self while also comparing around you and everyone is so, so busy. So I feel like a big misconception when you see people moving because you see it really glorified on TikTok is, wow, someone just made instantly so many friends or they moved with one friend and it looks like they're having the time of their life. And to an extent that can be true, but at the same time, it takes a lot of extra work to make a solid foundation friendship post-grad because you're so busy. You have so much to do. You might be in a different industry with a different job that has a different timeline throughout the day or have different interests. You connected on one thing and you don't have to connect on every single layer like you might more in a sorority or something like that. You really do have to force yourself out of your comfort zone to see people and all of that. I think that's when the comparison cycle started kicking in for me because I was like, wow, I have two or three just like amazing girls 
girls or four or five honestly then amazing girls that I could see being my friend for a long time that still are my friend but I was so used to kind of having a larger wide-knit friend group that I feel like sometimes I was like oh my gosh if they're not here I have no one to text which isn't bad of course but I was so bad at being alone then that I was like uh how do I make friends because I remember one time my roommate went out of town and some of my other close friends were busy and I was like yep all right, we're going to have to put ourselves out of our comfort zone now. But so here's the things that I say and the things that I did in Austin and advise. I've said this in a TikTok before, but don't seek out the carbon copy of your college friends or your high school friends. I say this because people a lot of times assume that they're looking for a friend like one they've already had because that's what they attracted, that's what they vibed with, and it just makes sense. But when you do that, you're not understanding that just by naturally moving, you're in a new season of life. So you might be attracting a different type of vibe, a friend, and vice versa than you even think. But also, you're closing yourself off from an entirely new culture of people. And a really cool thing about postgrad is that there are diverse minds and just like different coming from different places. And if you're just looking dead centered focus on the types of people you've been friends with before, you're going to completely limit yourself. And action plan of doing that is, yeah, if you see someone texting you or DMing you and you're like, it uh, doesn't really look my vibe. Give everyone a chance. You just moved somewhere. So, I mean, obviously don't spread yourself thin. I have a problem with spreading myself thin way too often. But at the same time, when you just move somewhere, you have no idea what your season is going to bring and who you're going to mesh with. And at the end of the day, you might have a soul connection with a friend that you would have never expected and have a different bucket of friends. So I think it's really important to not shut anyone out when you move to a new place. I didn't in Austin. Another one is to make sure, and this is a good damp lifestyle little tip when you move somewhere, because it can be daunting. For instance, if you're working on your relationship with alcohol and a big way to meet someone is partying and being social, I think it's really important to go out of your way to make plans and hangouts with people beyond just the bathroom line of the bar. And also, if you meet someone at a bar or a bathroom, get their number and actually follow up with them. I know it sounds like something that you hear and you just never actually do because the girl's bathroom is the most loving place in the entire world, but it doesn't necessarily usually follow into a friendship but it can if you follow up with them and everything like that but the easier way i think to make a meaningful connection is inviting someone out to coffee going on a walk doing an activity sending them hey i just saw this concert on the green do you want to join me in x y and z seems really fun um that's a good way to make a connection and then they might you might get to know them better even over just a glass of wine or something like that that can be really big because at the end of the day, then you'll remember your conversation. And if you're always just texting to go out, you might meet them out seven different times. But after all of those seven times, you still might not know anything about their life. And that's just a fact. So push yourself to go out of your comfort zone that way as well. And then my last advice for making friends moving and something I look back on in that beginning phase is make group chats, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable. And don't overthink it if you're not in theirs. I say this because 
I feel like a big thing in college and high school was like, oh, are you in that group chat? Like, oh my gosh, I just heard X, Y, and Z had a group chat that's so mean. And I feel like now there's like a million different group chats because it's like what the plan is this weekend. People are moving all around. They're busy with work and their job. And it'll be like ACL group chat or like whatever group chat. And obviously it still hurts your feelings when you're not in one. We're only human. But when you're moving, you can't really expect like that to be the way you find plans. So it's not weird and it's not just unheard of to throw a couple of people in a chat and be like, hey, want to meet here before that XYZ party on Saturday? Are you guys going? And like having it in place is really kind of scary. And you might be aware that some people in that chat have another chat, but they're not going to see that and think you're weird. And if they do, they're not the friend for you. But I think it just shows that you're genuinely trying to get to know them in like a group setting and you're not really forcing yourself in but you're allowing that kind of discourse and conversation to be had. And if that group chat doesn't stick, it's not something to overthink. But again, you're putting yourself out there. People can see that. I think also a big thing with moving to Austin and the reason I wanted to move here post-grad was because I knew people were moving from everywhere. So that's something that the locals despise, but people that move there like because it's always changing and there's always new people and people aren't rude. They're not well, I guess some Austinites might get a little annoyed with people, but I don't really even know that many people from Austin, honestly. I have like three friends that are originally from here and they're not rude about it at all. But I really liked the fact that I knew no one could be rude or defensive about me trying to hang out with them because they've been in that spot too. They moved here at one point too, and they should be able to understand that feeling. And if they don't, politely, they're being a little bit selfish. But I feel like most of the people in this city are like that. So if that's not important to you, then obviously that's not something necessarily to consider in a city. Now it's a little bit less important to me. I know that New York's not going to be welcoming me with open arms to the streets. However, I knew that Austin was like kind of that nice little transition from Madison, Wisconsin, where everyone's so nice and welcoming to the next level, nice and welcoming. And now I'm just going to go like get my shit rocked and it's going to be amazing. No, I'm kidding. But (laughs) I guess that easily transitions me into the questions. I think they're interesting. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, by the way. It was, how do you know when it's time to move to a new city? And I already addressed this a little bit when it came to just the obviousness of post-grad and wanting to meet new types of people in new places. And it didn't have to do with anything that I didn't like about where I was and who I was with. It just had to do with what I felt my own journey was. I started having this feeling, and for my friends listening, I swear this is the only thing I'm gonna talk about in New York. This is all about Austin. I love you guys. (laughs) But I started having this feeling that I needed to expand my journey. And I talked a lot about it with my ex. That's why I made the joke on the breakup episode when he was like, where are you gonna go? And I was like, sir, the place I was gonna go was with you. (laughs) I was dancing around the idea for a little bit and I'm very good at dancing around an idea of the future while still enjoying the present. I know it bothers other people to bring it up, so I'm trying to be respectful of that. But I do understand that I can love Austin and I can love the people in it while still knowing that this no longer is the place for me at this present time. I do that by listening to my intuition. And I've just always had a push to try one more younger city before I was ready to quote unquote settle down. So upon the news of the breakup, it kind of made me actually make a decision 
because when a lot of changes are in the air, I'm very good about channeling in and being like, okay, how are we going to combat all these changes without having a full-on panic attack? Let me use actual decision-making and process where I actually want to go versus for the last six months when I was dancing around like, well, I don't know where my um, now ex is going to want to go and I've never said I wanted to move anywhere for a man, but will I change my mind because of a man because I love him? And honestly, I kind of am like, oh, that poor girl <laughs> looking back because I love the fact that I can just stay in my own lane and do what I want. But it's kind of a cliche cop out, but it's really just listening to your internal thoughts and also just what you wanted to try. Because for me, my mindset is if not now, then when? And I'm following that wholeheartedly when going to New York. And for Austin, I knew that if I like stayed in Chicago, then went to Austin. I mean, my friend did that, but that's a little bit more rare. So again, I was like, if not now, then when? And that feeling was enough to kind of jet set me forward into making a decision both times. So I feel like it's processing that, again, knowing that your life before did not have to be bad to run away. It's not a runaway game. Yes, I am screaming Billie Eilish, you made me hate this city. And yes, I do notice my ex every single block of Austin, Texas. However, that is not the reason why I'm leaving. It's not running away. It's processing change and understanding that for my current life, I have outgrown my situation in Austin. It doesn't mean I've outgrown the city. I absolutely love the city, but I've outgrown what I'm doing in my situation and I need to push myself further now. And I felt a lot of the similar feelings when I originally moved to Austin. So being able to parallel those feelings as well makes me understand that I'm ready. Okay, moving to a city alone and living alone. That's an interesting question. As I said earlier in the episode, I did not move alone. I was planning on it and I am so happy and blessed that i moved in with my roommate i honestly recommend if you're post-grad moving in with someone that maybe you don't know as well but you have some mutual connections and kind of can click based on that originally and we were like opposites attracting roommate and i believe and i literally could cry about it but i think my post-grad roommate changed my life because she I came rooming with her at a really tough time in my life mentally and I don't even think I expressed until later how bad I was doing and when I moved there I just saw someone that no matter what in life had such a positive outlook on life and just a beautiful outlook on life and we could have funny little moments like I did in college. I have amazing friendships there too by the way. This was like that's not comparing that at all. It's just the living situation just really opened my eyes to being more spontaneous and not taking everything so seriously because geez I could really work on that (laughs) and we had the best year so if you can I would try to find a roommate post-grad but then when it comes to moving somewhere maybe when you're a little bit older and also everyone's on their journey some people need to experience living alone right away like maybe you have a boyfriend and you know you're gonna live with him next so you want to live alone first I totally get that anyway I'm just speaking on my own situation but now if I can financially find an apartment that's why I'm trying to move in off season to live alone I'm gonna continue living alone because I know that I'm still growing in myself and getting to know myself I think moving to a city alone and living alone just means that you have to be extremely 
cautious and understanding that you need to have resources involved near you at all times, a therapist, everything like that, to make sure you're processing the move and the emotions correctly because it is taxing. It just really is. And then beyond that, you also want to make sure you're checking in on old friends so you have company, but also it kind of just jet sets you to go out of your way. I feel like I have plans every single night this week and it's not because I don't like being here. It's because I push myself to have things to look forward to so I can really truly enjoy the alone time and enjoy getting to know myself more, but also enjoying figuring out the city. It's quite fun learning a new city completely alone and having that perspective, but also having these plans again that you look forward to that you can learn about the city that way and also when you live alone a lot of times if you meet someone they'll have a roommate who has a friend who has a friend who has a friend who has a friend and you don't have to click with that original person you met but you might click with their roommate and then it's a little cycle and so living alone it's kind of a fun way to navigate that and it kind of takes out that issue of being given friends and you really can take a moment in your life to be like wow i'm gonna find people in this new city who truly serve me I'm going to make sure I serve myself so I'm giving them the best version of me. And together, it's the perfect little formula to have an amazing time in this new city and get to know yourself and get to know the city. So that's what I'm planning to do. But it's also what my friends and I did here. And we've had an amazing time being open-minded in that way and like splitting alone time and that. But even when I did live with my roommate, we were actually really good. Sometimes we'd be like, good night. And it would be like 7 p.m. And it just meant we were going to have Netflix. And sometimes we'd still be texting when we were in our said rooms. But you can definitely have boundaries when you're moving alone anyway. But yeah, I'd say the biggest thing I will re-say is make sure that you have those resources and a therapist and the means to understand that living alone in a new city can be really stressful. The next question was how to deal with guilt talking about moving with your friends and them getting upset. I completely understand that. I think first off, it's really important to make sure if you do have an actual plan or at least a timeline, I think it means a lot to tell them before they might find it out themselves. I just told some of my friends in like a group chat and it was obviously like way far in advance, but I knew I was gonna start talking about it on my podcast or TikTok. So in my situation, I told them really, really far in advance, aka I told you guys really far in advance, but it's because I'm a planner. And again, I know I'm good at living in the moment with that. And if anything, it just makes me live in the moment even more and appreciate time with them even more. But I think if they find out that you're moving or something, that can be that can then go on you and then you have something to apologize for. But if you set up a boundary in the beginning and be like, I want to embrace every moment, like our friends call it season two because a lot of us are single and it's like our new little moment in Austin. When you don't do that, yeah, they have a reason to be mad at you and then you would have guilt in that situation. I don't think there is a reason to have guilt when you are going on your own journey and your path means that you've decided what's best for you is to move somewhere, especially if they're a close friend. They might just be sad and be putting it on you because they're sad, but a lot of it might be they're putting it on you because they're a little insecure that they think your friendship can't stick once you leave and that's what makes them sad. So definitely processing that as well, but a lot of them being upset with you is might just be a compliment for you. They might just be sad. 
but making sure that you nurture the relationship while you are here too is important so like I said I didn't want to make this podcast about moving somewhere new obviously it's overlapped a lot of the podcast advice wise because I'm comparing the process of moving and then moving again but you really want to make sure that it's not something you're always bringing up I mean I joke about like my New York crush but like that's really it because I want to make sure that I have just like a really clear and amazing time with my friends that's not always tainted with the future in a scary scary way like they got mad at me because I put the date that I was most likely moving on the calendar and I thought it was like a nice little cute boundary and they were like Hannah you're so annoying for that and I was like you're so right I was so annoying for that so it's definitely a journey but overall I think if you manage boundaries there's no reason that a friend should get upset unless they're just sad and in that case you're probably sad too how to handle expenses moving my friend asked me this question and I responded to her and I said I'm just about the last person who should answer this question but I am really trying and one of my other friends literally made a budget spreadsheet and so I'm trying to learn and be really really good at it because when I moved to Austin a lot of our friends especially in sales you don't you have like a salary that you get every single bi-weekly but you also have bonuses and then on top of that I have TikTok money coming in so I'm very bad about analyzing exactly which percentage should go into savings and investing and investing is a little tough right now but you get my point so now I'm trying to really manage that but I think when you move somewhere to an extent it kind of feels like an extended vacation it feels like you're in college again because you're meeting all these new people it's a new era of life so definitely have fun and embrace that time but at the same time make sure you remember oh wait I actually live here because my friends and I literally we would call it bonus day and we would go to Rainy Street and just spend money at Raina. it was disturbing I don't want to think about it honestly <laughs> but don't ask me that question but have some budget talk to a friend who's good at budgeting and figure out a really personalized and be honest with yourself about your expenses and understand that you're going to spend more in the beginning probably because it's a fun little Disney World vacation of moving and becoming an adult. Maybe not everyone had that, but I sure did. <laughs> Maybe that's why I now participate in the damn lifestyle because of that phase in life. <laughs> probably. Okay, the last question asked was random but how is it healing while living in the same place as your now ex-boyfriend doesn't make you want to move um so this question I already kind of actually referred to I mean I already a little bit read it but I hadn't thought about it so maybe that's why I brought it up before but yeah it's really really hard for me it's something that I'm allowing myself to feel and it's something I was repressing for a little bit. My friend actually just asked, she's like, do you think you're repressing your emotions a little bit? And I'm like, no, because I think I process so quickly and I think I've been working for this moment where I know my worth. So that's why it's so quickly. But I, I do repress when it comes to feeling emotions, when I do cry or when I am sad, which is so natural. It was shocking to me that we'd actually end right after my brother's wedding. So like, I should be having emotions still. I'm really hoping the Taylor Swift album brings some more out of me. But that's today because I'm recording this on Thursday. So happy midnights. I am very bad about feeling it. So I was feeling very guilty with the fact when I would go on my hot girl walks because you know I'm doing that like every single day. I'm in such a little walking era with my headphones in blasted. 
But I was feeling very guilty, uh, like walking across my bridge and just remembering us walking across the bridge. Oh, my bridge is pedestrian bridge. I call it my bridge. Or just doing everything. Because something I loved about our relationship was that we did so much together. We were always experiencing new things in Austin, trying new restaurants, going on double dates, you name it. And I can't have his and I's memories be what I think of in Austin. So I'm really keeping myself accountable to go to those same places and have a moment where I'm like, oh, damn, like did this with him and that really sucks. And I feel like I don't know him anymore. And I see him in the streets and he's streeting around (laughs) and I don't know him anymore. But like at the same time, I can be like, okay, well now I'm going to make a new memory with my friends here. And if I don't make a new memory in that place, that's okay too, because I have such a great appreciation for the city as a whole. So I'm kind of ranting now, but answer, no, he as a person did not make me move. I was already planning on it. However, when things happen, like I hear stories of things he's doing. I mean, I don't really know if I should say this, but they were like at bottle service and he did something super weird. And I, it kind of gave me a moment where I was like, okay, I think the phase in my life makes me something that I want to move. Like hearing stories like that, it just feels like too small of a city when I have so much overlap with that. So that sector makes me more content about the concept of moving. However, his and I's relationship ending is not the reason I moved. And I would urge you all to not make that a reason you move if you're getting out of relationship however if you feel like it's holding you back or draining you like I feel like in some sectors it does then again that is a reason to analyze sectors of what makes you excited about moving or again gives you that gut feeling of if not now then when that's my theme of the day if not now then when (laughs) but yeah it's really hard I would not recommend to a friend (laughs) Yeah, I have really good friends, so they make me ignore it really easily. And I genuinely don't think about it all the time now, which is a really beautiful part of healing. You start noticing you're thinking about it less, and that's all you can really ask for. Anyway, so I remember moving to Austin like it was yesterday. I feel like I've had so many seasons in Austin already. I'm loving the season we're in. I feel like I'm meeting so many new guys and girls. I'm getting the hint of the Austin dating scene being horrible, but probably we're going to move anywhere young. The dating scene's not going to be great, <laughs> but it's just kind of what you make of it. I've gone to a lot of events already, and it's just making me really appreciative of taking the jump and meeting all these people I would have never met if I didn't just trust my gut. And again, if you have the financial means, I do say, you know, get out there, get away from your hometown for a second. It will always be there. And a lot of your friends, for instance, that stay in the same place will still be there by the time you want to go back and they'll be welcoming you back with open arms. And they'll also be super excited to book a flight to visit you. So don't overthink those types of aspects, but also understand that with seasons of life, listen to your gut and it might be leading you to the East Coast, to Texas, to the West Coast, to the Midwest. I'll list out all the places. Maybe you want to go to Europe. I would love to go to London. Maybe that's my next pursuit. (laughs) And maybe I'll just be running around cities for the rest of my life because I don't know how to be complacent. Anyway, that's something to talk to my new therapist about. (laughs) But 
Love y'all. This is a shorter episode. Oh, I guess not really that much of a shorter episode. I think it's an interesting topic. I think that everyone should try it the same way I say everyone should try living alone if you can. But love you guys. Let me know what you think. Would love to hear any stories or tips about moving in your own experience, especially for the post-grad people. I mean, I feel like now is the time that people, especially in tech or finance, are getting jobs from my experience. I was in the business school, so I don't know much about um, other industries, but I do know people are making that decision soon. So I'm always happy to give advice in the DMs or expand upon this in the next episode. Again, the Instagram that I ask questions on is two day hangover, but my normal Instagram is hannah.elson, H-A-N-A dot E-L-S-O-N. It's my middle name, but love y'all. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Well, have a great week, I guess. It's my weekend. I'll let you know how it goes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for next week. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to review and share with your people. It means the world to me. Check me out on Instagram and TikTok. So excited to continue this journey with you all.